Welcome to Musician. I'm your host, Andrew LaPau. Let's start the show. So sad that we all feel it in one degree or another. Um, but time doesn't stop, and we have to find some sort of balance between healing and grieving and finding avenues for our discontent without hurting another person um, and life is hard and life is going to be really hard for a lot of people very specific people who just wanted to see some live music I had um, Adrian plus Meredith on my podcast last week, and I'm gonna I'm gonna put that out today. So, without further ado, it's a really good it's a really good interview. Actually, um, it's really fun. We had a good time talking about um, just the state of you know um, the Americana genre. They were able to enlighten me on some of the inner workings of uh, the Americana music industry, which I'm so kind of just on the, you know, outer edges of. And um, it's great because I got to play Americana Fest and it was so fun. And I, I love I, I love any type of community building type of festival. Um, but this is the other side, I guess, more of the business side, more of the, you know, all that stuff. Uh but yeah, man, they've got a new record out, and uh, they're going to be touring. They're touring all the time. We get into that touring. So without further ado, here's my interview with Adrian plus Meredith. Enjoy. Line, catch your way. Post flag, leave the bay. The shoreline recedes every time you return. The thoughts you'll have, the things you'll learn. You'll be singing along with me, but you'll be afraid. Take a chance on me. Not from the old sea. In the source of the riches, the gold, the southern hospitality. Pay by pounds for gold wagon breaking on 
talk at the same time. That's mine on the Hello. left, and that's you guys on the Hello. right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for coming on the podcast. Thanks Hi. for having us. Yeah. Um, you have a new record out. Your your first record on Spotify is what I know. Yeah, first record of Adrian plus Meredith. I was Adrian I was a solo singer songwriter for a while before that. Okay. There's there's a couple records under that name too, but yeah, this is our first record as Adrian plus Meredith. Adrian plus Meredith. Yeah. yeah. And how's the touring going? Good. Yeah. It's, it's been good. It's always busy, um, but you know, I, the road is good to us, and it's always nice to head back to some of our hometown markets and. Um, especially during festival season. It's always fun. kind of reminds yeah. you why you're doing it. <laughs> it's like uh, late summer right now for those listening in. Yeah, I mean, the, the festival season is kind of coming to a close now, but it was a good one. It was a fun one. What, are, of, you, what are some good memories of festivals? Uh, We've had a couple this year. It started with Kingman Island Bluegrass yeah, Festival. Yeah, Mud Festival in May. Yeah. That was fun. It was out in D.C., um, and they take over Kingman Island, and... Uh, this year it was raining up until the day of, or the hour of. The hour of, um, yeah. but it was really a fun festival because everybody was just in great spirits. There were kids running around, sliding in mud. Mm-hmm. Everyone just put their big old galoshes on and came out and danced and partied in the mud, and it was a blast of a festival. Did so. you guys get muddy? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, like every like <laughs> I don't think we had a choice in that matter. Like yeah. everything got muddy that yeah. day. Yeah, I mean they had golf carts for us, but at some point you just gave up and started chomping through the mud. So. But that was the that was a good highlight. That was a good that was, one. That was a um, fun one, yeah. And then this summer, um, we went back up to Wisconsin. We played at Log Jam Festival in Upper Wisconsin, which was fun, and we got to play at the Madison, the UW Madison Terrace, um, which was right on the river. Yeah, there was like I didn't even know that UW Madison was like on this like lake. And so it was kind of like a Newport Folk Fest kind of thing where, like, you yeah. played and behind you there were, like, sailboats kind of floating oh, by. Oh, that's awesome. Like, right yeah, at sunset, cool. and it was, that was a lot of fun. And then we kind of capped off our festival season at Wheatland Music Festival, which is, which is a, Michigan. Huge, a huge yeah. folk festival up in Michigan. Um, so those are kind of our three big capstones, probably. And then a lot of awesome shows and tours in between and nice. a lot of time on the road with the band. How, how long have you been on the road? Uh, I guess, like... Over 50 dates per year on the road since, like, 2010. Wow. This year will come in close to 100. Yeah, it'll be about 100 this year. Um, Our second half is a lot busier than our first half this year, just the way it kind of all worked out. We were still kind of putting out the record on the first half of the year um, and just getting the PR set up and just all the paperwork and all the things that goes into putting out a record. And what keeps you going on the road? And is it those types of experiences, like playing at sunset yeah for an audience absolutely you know, yeah, yeah that's the fun part i mean playing music is the easy part doing all the paperwork and tm and writing all the emails and all that stuff that's yeah. the stuff that i we don't like well <laughs> at i rem- all. i remember running into you guys at ugly mugs and you were in the middle you would <laughs> oh set God. up shop there and yeah you would yeah. you'd write all the emails you were like, you we, were just... running, we were running a distribution center out of ugly mugs that day i think i was doing posters and sending records and cds to yeah. PR people all around and, and it's funny now like you now you walk in because we're not part of that process now that that's over for this cycle until we make another record but now you walk in ugly mugs and you see somebody else doing the same thing you're <laughs> yeah. like yeah good luck buddy <laughs> lots of fun <laughs> but we do we love the road i mean we love nashville don't get us wrong it's our it's our home oh, yeah. and we love it but um the truth is is that our fans are elsewhere 
yeah. And yeah. that's how it goes Scattered. for a lot of people. So yeah. we have to tour to them. And that that's what makes it so much fun. Yeah. That, that's great knowing that there are fans and you could go, you <laughs> yeah. know, yeah. arrive and people no are fans. awaiting your, your arrival. Yeah, they're, and, they're waiting for the next show in that town and that's cool. And I mean, we, we, there were a couple, particularly there were a couple shows on this more recent run this fall where we're like, you know, how are, how are ticket sales doing? How's, how's RSVPs going? And you're like, all of a sudden there's like 45 RSVPs for this band, you know, this date we didn't do anything for. And you're like, Great. This show's going to be awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. great. Looking forward to it already. I mean, it's a month out and we're already excited. It's nice it. that there's a there's a part of that business that kind of works on its own. Like, yeah. you know. Totally. When yeah. it works, it works. I mean, when it doesn't work, then you could start pointing fingers. Yeah. So how has touring changed in 2017 from 2010 when you started out? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, Adrian, how's it changed? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the obvious is Meredith is with me. That's a big difference. Um, just from like a yeah, it is from a an big, everything perspective, it yeah, is a big difference. From a, from a driving perspective, from a stage energy perspective, from a set list perspective, from a writing perspective. I mean, the whole thing, all of it, the market perspective. It's yeah. it's all different when it's when it's a duo versus. I guess I was solo before that. And it's nice to have a balance on the road. Um, obviously, it takes it's a lot of work to travel with your partner and do this with your partner, um, but there's such a nice part about it which is that you don't have to put your life on hold just to go on tour you know you can keep up you can yeah. keep up with your life partner you can keep up with your relationship yeah. and work and you know so that's always really nice we've kind of definitely adopted the mentality that home is where we park it yeah. <laughs> and we just keep on plugging so. we live in a van down by the river <laughs> um except it's on the highway um yeah i mean that's the obvious one the 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 longer answer is just that like the more you tour the easier it gets um the better the shows the more people the more money the more interest the more fun you end up having i mean the early days were hard man like Mm -hmm. i i think about like the stress now and you're like okay this is a pain in the ass but at the same time like seven years ago was a much bigger pain and a much bigger ass you know, and, and that, that's like, when I toured on. I put out a record in twenty ten, yeah, and then toured, and then got the burnout. Like, and it's then I tough, see, man. Mm-hmm. The road will eat you alive if you're not ready for it. You know, and mm-hmm. I wasn't ready for it when I started. I, I I can tell you now, like I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah, yeah. It was either take my car and pay a billion tolls um, in the <laughs> yeah. tri-state oh, area you're of New, in New York. York. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And do yeah. that, and not even make the toll, you know, money back. Because you don't know. Or, the... And then what was great yeah. was Megabus was right. like the do- you get it a month ahead, you can really get right like five dollars to Boston or well, the, or DC or that's something. That's the funny thing. Like it, that's what you learn on the road. Like you learn the logistics of how to navigate the country. You know, like it took a couple of years for me to figure out that the easy pass system on the east coast is the same thing as chicago you know like that's the stuff that takes years to figure out and makes your life easier and that's what makes your day easier so then the show goes easier because you didn't spend all your time getting irritated at the toll booth in chicago you know like it it just it, everything gets easier the I, more you do it everything gets easier I, I felt like i was the only person who knew the only two freeways to get into new york city yeah. from westchester yeah and everybody just would go pay the six dollar toll or <laughs> yeah. it's like dude you just got to drive an extra five minutes this way yeah. and then you're in there oh, and you feel like you're you're like the king of the road <laughs> when you figure it out too like you know yeah. every, you know these secrets that yeah. nobody else knows but the i think the year the year i left new york 
was when the hurricane hit New York. Oh yeah. And uh, I I left a month before that hit. San- and it, is that Sandy? Um yeah. And Sandy, um yeah. and it and it completely it it destroyed my the house I grew up in like oh, man. completely. I didn't and know that. uh, that's crazy. It was weird. It was weird how it hit. And um but right when I left too that same year like all the tolls doubled right. in yeah. New York. <laughs> yeah, the George Washington Bridge toll I think doubled. Um, That's yeah. nuts. Yeah, so uh, I man. still take. I just take the BQE every time. I don't. I don't mess with anything else. We we're always driving from DC because that's kind of where Meredith and I met and where we lived a couple years and and uh, and and I'm always driving north into New York yeah. and BQE is always one of the first exits that I can take. What two seventy eight right? Mm-hmm. So I mean, I just bypass all that even though. It, it gets bad closer to Do you Manhattan. make it up there to the northeast? It's a lot harder once you move to Nashville. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It was a lot easier when I lived in the D.C. I mean, well, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like New York. It's funny. I was watching the um, Twisted Sister documentary. Oh, yeah. Did you see that on no. Netflix? I mean, I saw that it was yeah. on Netflix. It, yeah. I haven't, I haven't it's, watched it. They, those guys, every night, five nights a week, tour in the, the northeast, you know, outside of New York City. And was it was like that. But that was the heyday of yeah, that circuit. There's there's so many things that were in New York that that I feel like New York is kind of missing right. Like Manhattan was the center of it all. Mm-hmm. And now it's Brooklyn, right? I mean, Brooklyn is kind of really the center of it all on the art side now. Oh, yeah, a lot of the venues have moved to Brooklyn like cheaper, uh, I mean, obviously. Mm-hmm. Knitting factory moved to Brooklyn, living room moved to Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um I haven't been in the new living room. We played Googies, Go- Go- Oh, Googies Lounge. Oh man. Yeah, speaking of 2010. Yeah, right. <laughs> Throwback. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Lower East Side. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, but that's still it, though. I mean, you're yeah. playing. You're playing at Rockwood and yeah. Rockwood. Um, Mercury Lounge or pianos uh, and uh, Arlene's is probably yeah. still there. Oh yeah, um, it's it's so funny to be like, oh, that was New York back in the day, but I, oh, so many of my friends are still. You know, pushing push in in, yeah. in New York, and I but a lot they, have moved to yeah, LA. Yeah. A lot have moved to Nashville. We've kind of given. I mean, we had kind we've of given a good give, college try. Right? Wait, wait, how long were you in New York? Well, no, I mean DC. just DC. Oh, DC. Oh, yeah. yeah. But like but, seven but, years, yeah. But yeah. now at this point, we've kind of we've kind of not done New York too much. Yeah. Um, we've started. I mean, since our move to Nashville, you know, we it's do the Midwest. Close. We do the Midwest a lot. Mm-hmm. We do Texas a lot. Um, we do the South, yeah. Yeah, we do like the Louisiana circuit. And if we do make it out to the East Coast, we've been doing more of like DC and then the Southern Loop. We go through the Carolinas and come back. So we haven't really done... Well, she's from Michigan too, so we'll do like Pittsburgh yeah. into Detroit mm-hmm. our, versus like all the way up to... Fi- we haven't even paths, done Philly in a while Our either. tour paths yeah. have definitely started to change a little bit. Um, and obviously like you can tell where, uh, where the music catches too. And mm-hmm. like... Texas actually is pretty Does good well. for us, even yeah. though we don't play country two stuff. They dig it. They yeah. Well, you got to fiddle in the band. Exactly. And crazy enough, they have Great a lot of polka music. <laughs> There's a lot of like polka fans down there. Weirdly enough, oh, okay. so it and, kind of fits. But that yeah, that yeah, works so, for what you're doing. You know, it's kind of fun when you start like traveling all over to see like where it catches, and then you'll have other places where you really want to have a career there but you'll go there three times and you just don't feel like it's getting any traction and at some point you just gotta let it go it's a big country so we try to just focus on the markets that we feel like we're i can see you working back. in louisiana we work really well, well. Yeah, yeah yeah because there's yeah it. it's high yeah, energy people stuff. dance 
at all. Yeah. It took a long time for us to grasp what Chicago was. It I, I kind of went the blues route in Chicago for a long time. I was like, this is like what it's known for. So I kept doing the blues route in Chicago. And then one day I'm like, no, nah, this this isn't working. Like, let's go the folk scene route in Chicago, the punk scene route. And it's a lot easier to navigate Chicago. And that, like, switched all in the last year or so. And you're like, mm-hmm. some towns are just like you just have to find certain the right scenes angle for in that town. And all of a sudden, like, a town that, that has been a struggle for so long all of a sudden becomes, like, a really great city to play all of a sudden again. Mm-hmm. Like, they love the swing music in Chicago. They just... I, I, I shouldn't be playing at Wonder Bar, you know, like, uh, which is a like a big time blues venue in Chicago. Mm-hmm. I, I just for a long time I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know where to go. You'll yeah you'll find your your place. And you say you play up in Madison. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean we're I'm from Wisconsin originally, okay. so Wisconsin's a Wisconsin's big market. Wisconsin's a great market Michigan. for live music right now. They're just. I think there's definitely it. a resurgence. There's tons of festivals, and yeah. they love bluegrass, but really bluegrass is just a gateway into all live music. Yeah. So, um, I've yeah. got some really good friends living in Madison. They're always telling me to book shows up there. Madison's yeah. a blast. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. It's a college town, right? College mm-hmm. towns are great for yeah. live music. Yeah. You got to get up there. Yeah. I always go. I loved going to Chicago, though. Like, going up that... Just doing that in, in the routing. Yeah. It was going through Chicago. It's was always, always a great, great town. Yeah. I mean, it's... It, yeah, I mean, it just it was kind of heartbreaking for a while that like I, I never caught on, and now like it's kind of catching. Mm-hmm. We're like, okay, all right, there's something cool yeah, in Chicago this, to like, go to. Old time folk scene, and all of a sudden it was like we found our people. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah. Chicago's a great like, audience. Yeah, yeah. Such if a... you can find them, but the the hard part about bigger cities like Chicago and sometimes what you have to figure out with touring too. is not necessarily finding your fans, but it's more about finding your peers. Because once you find your peers, then you get connected with the right musicians. Um, and you can, you know, play shows with the right local groups yeah. and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And in bigger cities, it's just there's so much noise that you can book a show, but that doesn't mean anyone's going to show up. So you're going to, yeah. you know. I, so the, the, It could depend on the weather that night. Exactly. Yeah. So when you when you find yourself a part of, like, a good musical community, then there's always a, a infrastructure of support. Um, and that's, I mean, in Chicago, that's definitely what we found and. We definitely yeah. look for that in every city now. So we try to know. start from the musician side, ground up. I mean, I love Rockwood Music Hall in New York, and I I love Hotel Cafe and Room 5 and and those places in L.A. too. And I mean, they're, they're legendary spaces for a reason, but honestly, every time I've played any of those venues, they've all been to people that we brought. You know, so it's yeah. not you're like really making new fans. You're yeah. not really making new fans at those places. You, you're so playing you're, to your friends that live yeah. in that city. <laughs> you're kind of yeah. you kind of had to already build something at a different venue first, and then you go to those places once you can pack the place. Which, tell you the truth, someone living in Nashville is going to have a hard time spending enough time in New York to. Because yeah, like the other thing is, just, I mean, if you're not playing in a city twice a year. You're not retaining It's anything. not retaining. Yeah. yeah. You're going to lose people over time. People are like, who is that guy again? I don't remember. <laughs> anyway. the, the crazy Pollock kid, but that's about it. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. That's what I become, or we, I guess we become now. The crazy Pollocks. The, the crazy Pollocks, yeah. plural. Yeah. So what, now that you have this record, though, you can yeah. sell a record at your shows coming up. Yeah. Is, is touring, you've got one more leg to do before you kind of yeah. calm down? Yeah. yeah, the fall and the winter are going to be pretty heavy. Um, okay. And into spring, too. Oh, nice. I mean, well, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It'll, it'll be great. I'm, we're, we're looking forward to it, actually. It's 
Sometimes it, it's those nice. emails really start leaning yeah. on you after a while. Oh, You're man, like, well, I, yeah. I can't, I can't send another email. I gotta go on the road. I gotta yeah. go do something and like, fun. December's a little bit busy for us, but it's kind of cool opportunities. And we're always hesitant to tour in the winter. Um, the audiences are just slow. Everyone's got a different focus. But sometimes it's nice to walk into the holidays with your family and feel good about playing having and... been working like yeah, it's, yeah you know it's way better than walking and being like i haven't played a show in a month like i really <laughs> don't want your eggnog like yeah. <laughs> so last year was like that for like last year was like right in the middle of the we record sitting, cycle we were and we're like on the record and yeah. we just kind of we were our head was just spinning like I, we were <laughs> we thinking were about emails over the holidays yeah everybody was talking about eggnog and we were talking about emails you know right oh yeah it just doesn't it didn't work do you get a lot of the work done while driving no <laughs> no, I can't. I, yeah. It's 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 hard enough just to keep the wheels moving. I, yeah, I mean, I'd say like when we're on the road, we're we can maintain, especially with two drivers. You know, one person works, sure. the other one drives. But it's really hard when you're on the road. Your head is on the road. Yeah, and it's amazing how much work goes into driving six hours and playing a show. It sounds so simple, but. Um, but it's not and I mean I don't know how simple it sounds either but. yeah but I mean when you're on the road you're also you are tour managing yourself every day and mm-hmm. you yeah. are making sure that all of your basic needs are being met so that by the time you get to the club you can you're not have hungry a good show. or exhausted yeah, yeah. or dehydrated you want to so get into that right mental we space we definitely like yeah. maintain you know mm-hmm. like we can respond to emails coming in and that kind of stuff but it's really hard to keep things keep the email side of all the momentum going also while you're on the road so it's people, possible but it's hard people ask if we write on the road too and yeah, i just it's hard to be creative on the road my, my brain doesn't work that way on the road you know i think about the day ahead of me nothing else really i think one day when we like have a sprinter and somebody's driving it and we're just lounging that'll be sure. you know, great <laughs> yeah but what, that's not us right now it's what, still pretty diy yeah what are you taking uh what's your we have martha we got a 1994 uh chevy uh, extended cab van that uh, conversion van shag shag carpet uh-huh. turquoise Nintendo green in the back oh yeah, okay the well there 64. you go yeah that's Mario why we don't Kart. get any writing done <laughs> <laughs> yeah. any free time Nintendo goes to Mario Kart yeah. Mario Kart yeah, yeah. Classic. Huge tournaments, uh, Classic. a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of uh, bragging rights in the band go to is it just mario kart or you got other oh things no in we've, there? we've collected a few extras over the years yeah. now yeah, yeah we have a good collection going now but um yeah i mean it, it passes the time pretty easily especially when we've been like deadheading it up to wisconsin which is like 13 hours mm. for for a weekend of show sometimes it's been it's been a little nuts but um yeah it passes the time you got easily. anything on the books for nashville anytime soon no Mm-mm. not really I'm um I'm involved in a big dance project that's coming up actually. I'm a tap oh. dancer and a clogger and so that's kind of our my next big Nashville project. Um but yeah, it's gonna it's gonna take place in November here. Um Yeah, that's cool. So that's, do you do you clog on stage while I do. playing? I'm starting to do that a little bit more, but um, you know, Adrian has a stomp board and we just got a second one. That's usually that was my clogging board, my practice board. Yeah. You know, we have two. Yeah, I'm starting to do a little bit of flat footing on stage with yeah. it as well. Just add a little percussion. So, it's cool. It's fun. That's, yeah, that's great. It's challenging. Yep. I've been really working on playing and dancing at the same time. It's... The dancing project's really cool, too. There's some really cool people involved. Yeah, um, Eric Fry's the musical director. He's a bass player here in town. Um, and Becky Hill is kind of the curator of the show. She's a brilliant tap dancer and clogger, but percussionist. Um, yeah, there's a whole slew of people. Yeah. That are involved in this project, so it's really cool. It's the there really hasn't been a percussive dance scene here for me, um, and so these are some of my Michigan connections that happen to end up in Nashville. So 
Well, that, when is the show? The show is November 17th, 18th, and 19th. Um, and it is taking place downtown Nashville at a church. Um, is it Presbyterian? Be, it is. I don't yeah, remember what Yeah, that's on one, Church Street. Church Street, yeah. Yeah, over near... So, um, we'll be promoting that pretty heavily. But it's kind of exciting. That's uh, awesome. That I'm doing some more projects. And Adrian's definitely helping out with all that as well. And Yeah. That project's like a good example of what's cool about Nashville right now. I mean, there's a lot of complaining that everybody's moving to Nashville, and that's totally true. But uh, there's some really great artists of all sorts, dancers mm-hmm. and musicians alike, uh, from all parts of the country. Yeah. And like this dance project has someone from Massachusetts and the Boston scene, someone from West Virginia curating. Uh, Eric Fry's originally from like Alabama you know Lafayette Louisiana so like mm-hmm. literally all ends of the country yeah. are coming together that can really only happen in Nashville right now cuz everybody lives here now yeah but that's cool i mean <laughs> the, the good news is is that like it's a, the best town, of yeah. the best is in one place and we could start taking advantage of it and i, I think, guess i know? think this town is slowly starting to prove that it's more than just music you know there's a lot of amazing filmmakers here and visual artists yeah. and um, I think it's really it's I think a lot of artists are trying to make an effort to make sure the world knows that this is more than honky tonks and you know and what <laughs> <laughs> bachelorettes as puking on the no, sidewalk that's all it will ever be I just saw like seven bachelorette girls walking down Gallatin oh in yeah the, in the dark last night and it was like they were literally, pretty far from a bar too. Yeah, they were, we were pretty like, far from a bar, and literally the only thought in my head was, "Give it a rest, girls. Give it a rest." <laughs> like literally, like sooner or later, everybody on this planet has to be married, right? Like we've married them all, and they've all bacheloreded here, and now there's nobody left, right? <laughs> <laughs> we've we've married them all now. <laughs> there's nobody left. Right? Speaking who's, of someone that plays downtown. Well, yeah, I mean, there's definitely a huge, the, the, the uh, you know, that's on the agenda, the East Nashville now for the... Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, thing. East Nashville is totally on the bachelorette agenda right now. Mm-hmm. There's, like, bachelorettes... $2, $2 Tuesday has bachelorette oh, parties yeah. open now. And you're like, what? This is, like, supposed to be, a, like, local like, industry like, night. How does anybody like, even t- know about Taking the middle this? tables at the oh, five spot. Oh, God. <laughs> That's the best sound in the house. We're not even listening. Uh, <laughs> quit talking over Derek Hoke. He's the best. <laughs> quit talking over Derek Hoke, please. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Leaving now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when I saw the that make the front page of the Nashville scene was the picture yeah. of the Bachelor. Well, that's what it is. Um, that's why. Well, you know, it it's. I think yeah. When you live in Nashville, you you go. However, if you don't, if you don't see it, you don't see it from both angles, which is how you see it when you live in Nashville. You yeah. see the angle that of oh, it's like a Vegas type of, you yeah. know, That's Bourbon Street or yeah, yeah um, Austin, you yeah. know, even um, Vegas. Yeah. But then there's like oh yeah, but you know, just down the street there's this awesome scene, and now that's just getting infiltrated by the yeah. what I call the the. Uh, the balance of art and commerce in Nashville. There's like it's a balance. Yeah, and you feel the lot, commerce yeah. eating the art, but they have to. You know, you just gotta. I think you gotta push back. You gotta push back. And I think that's like I think that's exactly where we're at with it all. Is like sometimes it feels a little bit like too much, but too much commerce. Other times we're really grateful that 
all these incredible artists sure. are here yeah, in yeah. one place. And at so. the same time, like... It's an exciting time to be here, definitely. Who know? are we to complain about Nashville having too much music business in it? Like, yeah, sure. I mean, people, literally, you, you meet people is, from Australia, they take, they take a weekend trip out here just to try to make connections in yeah. Nashville. And to be fair, like, the music business side, this town has always been... It's known for being top-heavy in mm-hmm. the music yeah. business side. Like, it's known for always have been a top-heavy town in terms of commerce will always overdo art in this town. It's just kind of how it historically has always been. But that's why people move here, is the opportunities are always more than the art, too. Well, I think that's what's going to happen when you collaborate on any scale. There's going to yeah. be the the kind of... There's the idea man, and then there's the artist, and then there's the, the business the, guy. The, the thinker, yeah. yeah. Thinkers um, definitely need to move here. I mean, that's just where thinkers move. I mean... If you're like putting on a new festival, if you're starting a new management company, which are literally everybody on YEP yeah. Nashville Facebook page is starting a management company, uh, but if that's what you're doing, I I can't I can't knock you. This is the town to move to. I mean, that's why people move here. You know, mm-hmm. that's yeah. that's that's the only town probably in the country worth moving to. But you 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 can dig up on Google any type of article about how every aspect of the mu- music industry is centralizing into Nashville. Yeah. The mayor's office is actively bidding for companies to headquarter here. Mm-hmm. Music, music companies. And they're saying that uh, Nashville's the new Atlanta for hip hop and R&B. Like a lot of people from Atlanta are moving well, to Nashville. I think that I think That's that again from the mayor's office because um, I know I know somebody that works for the arts commissioner and she was telling me, you know, that Nashville the 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 top end of Nashville is definitely realizing that they've neglected most music genres <laughs> aside from country For and the last that, hundred or so and that it's really silly because yeah. the music industry is not just country music it's not just folk it's not just you know honky tonk it's not just you know so they really are trying to focus which I'm really excited about I'm really excited to start seeing more and more types of music um, start diversifying if in you, Nashville if you get if you get the right people talking in the right closed circles where they know that they're not being listened to by somebody, people will actually say that they're almost sick of Americana. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is that, is that the case? Really? I mean, I think there's a couple people that are like, we like Roots music, but nobody likes Roots music this much. Like, sooner or later, you got to branch out to more than G, C, and D. That, that's actually kind of what I wanted to talk to you guys about your music because, uh, you're considered Americana, right? Uh, you play Americana. It depends on who you talk festival? to. Though. Okay. I mean, some people don't. I don't think. Well, I I guess that has to come with a, like a caveat of just like I think Americana is just another rebranded yeah term for all folk country. music or yeah all right. country or, or music. Yeah. But you, when you rebrand, whatever yeah, it is, just, yeah. I think you know something is when you have to rebrand something, something's missing. Yeah. But I think, like, let's say Americana, it's funny, like, I think the one of the best the bands of that is, like, the band, right? A lot of Americana yeah. artists consider the band as, oh, like, yeah. the original Americana act. Yeah, yeah especially in this town. <laughs> There's a lot of people that sound like the band in this town, in my, in my taste. Or, or influenced by the band, or, sure. or a band yeah. like My yeah, Morning yeah, yeah. Jacket or something is, yeah. is that, in yeah. a sense... Um, but Levon Helm would call it rock and roll, you know, and it's this rebranding of rock and roll with fiddles or rock and roll with uh, something else. Folk but I music, think it's yeah. just it's it's just music. 
Yeah. You know, it's just music. American music. Well, American music. American music. I think yeah. the genre so itself is, is really trying to figure out what's going on. Um, there was an article that came out during AMA yeah. week. Um, a lot of people are, are, I think this is on the top of every, like, I guess this is November, you know, what, this September 2017, right now and here, mm-hmm. like just finished with Americana Fest. There's a lot of people talking about exactly what we're talking about. And it's like, okay, like, uh, you know, none of us have actually been on a train. None of us know how to ride a horse. Uh, None of us grew up on farms, and we didn't grow up wearing a cowboy hat. So what the hell are we doing, guys? Like, what? Because, like, at the same time, there's there's a whole, like, time and place in our history right now where we actually have a lot to talk about. And instead, we're talking about riding a horse that we've never done. Like, yeah. come on, hmm. you know. Like, yeah, I think we're faking something that nobody actually cares so you, about yeah. in a time where people actually have stuff to care about. You, you're saying it's pretty much you're saying calling it irrelevant because it's not it's not it's not honest. It it might not be honest. That might be one part of it. But the other thing is, is isn't there better things to talk about right now? Yeah, I guess. That's why I brought you on, because sure. I wanted to start well, talking I mean, about I, things yeah, like I this. Mean, I, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think so. I mean, a lot of why we bring up the polka side of our music and the Eastern European stuff is because we're Polish mm-hmm. and because that's how we grew up and because we don't hear a lot of what we came from in folk music right now and where we come from in Americana music. And uh, Ellis Island is pretty Americana. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's not a lot of it in this scene right now, so yeah. you know, and and it feels it feels really normal to us to play that kind of music. It feels yeah. really like something we know what we're doing. I love the Eastern European it's musical influence fun. of yours. It's a yeah. lot of fun, actually, and it's you know, you I think you'll find that um, there's another group in down in New Orleans. What is his name? My friend Beck plays keyboard for them, but anyway, it's total. You know, Eastern European, like different yeah. time signatures, and you know, I, I mean, there's tell you the truth, probably a lot of the Midwesterners that moved down to Nashville are probably also Ellis Island babies right. too. Right. So they probably yeah. have a lot to 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 correspond with that style of music. What were you gonna say? Well, just yeah, I think in general, I think Americana. There's the definition that we all take, right? But I think Americana as a genre, which has become very like it has like it's its own establishment now right it has a board that decides like for the festival they have I mean, a Grammy. It's, it's a whole thing i mean it's really now. becoming its own thing oh. and and i think that there is there is some tension um with letting the genre grow the way it needs to grow and then you know kind of preserving it into this pristine form of what americana should be when originally americana was supposed to be this catch all for people. Yeah, that's what they were trying to sell all of it under a blanket umbrella statement. There was really heavy criticism this year, and Rolling Stone did put out this article that was a brilliant article, and everyone should go read it, and I think the the title of the article is like The Crisis Inside Americana, but it talks about how if this is American American music, like why is it that there's such an underrepresentation of anybody of color, ethnicity, even gender, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, it really is kind of back i mean it's going against what what it started out to accomplish to, to accom- you know yeah, which you, is be this inclusive catch-all right, catch-all so yeah. 
Hmm. I think it's I think it's figuring it out, and I think in the in the end, art just keeps moving forward, you know. And uh, that you know, we we just like to play what we like to play, and uh, it's okay that not everybody gets it, or that Americana board of directors don't get it, or you yeah, know, I mean, that's it okay just with us. Doesn't matter. So, okay is there an Americana board of directors? Yeah. yeah. I mean the selection committee. I mean it's a full, it's a whole thing. I feel so removed from yeah. from that, even yeah. though I play gigs with you know yeah, Americana, Americana artists. artists. Yeah. yeah, that's because there's the genre which is somebody can self-identify as Americana, and then there's a board of directors that will send out your decline letter every year saying, you know, that you've been declined to the festival based because you're on not Americana. Yeah, basically uh. one of the criteria. <laughs> You know, are you, you know, are you Americana in parentheses, uh, according to our board of decision of deciding, you know, that's ridiculous. And who's on the board? That's the problem. Of and Americana, who's on the board? Right? No, there's, yeah. there's no, nobody actually says who's on the board. Yeah. There's it's like a shadow yeah. Americana. There's a shadow oh. organization called Americana board. So, oh my God. So this is know, the, so the parallels to be drawn yeah. right now. You know, yeah, I know. I know. Jeez. When you're really fighting in this, this whole industry to be recognized, um, there's, you know, there's so many different avenues to do it. And sure you can, you can be the Jason Isbell and, you know, get all of this very, like... Um, Americana? Uh, yeah, I mean, you can win the awards, you can get the nominations, but then... <laughs> but then sometimes It's like, you're you just... a Gen Xer and a millennial, <laughs> but not a millennial and a Gen Wire, and it's... Yeah. But you, if you fall into this, if you're Americana. Isabel, you're country and Americana. But, like, at the end and... of the day, you can't, you can't change what you do and the art that you make based on what is being recognized as, you know prestigious right now in time i just, just gotta keep plugging well yeah you know? exactly your art's not gonna get appreciated the moment you make it Mm-mm. you know where you know where we get appreciated is outside of this bubble of mm-hmm. nashville yeah. mm-hmm. when we start playing our eastern european polka inspired folk music to the midwestern roots that came from ellis island got, mm-hmm. they get it yeah the keeps- fan base gets it it's the board of directors that don't get it. Yeah. So you just you know keep, what I mean, that's and that's why where I'm like, I don't, I don't care if the board doesn't get it, because actually the country gets it, like the 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 America that I tour in, <laughs> people that that people. that those people, yeah. the ones I spend my time with, they get it. So wow, that's rid- well, I would who's so how do you find out who's on the board and how do you get invited to it's be on not, the board? It's not public. They just, but they, 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 they issue public. statements, though. Well, yes. they, they made it public this year because um, Americana Association faced a lot of criticism because it was I so still don't know who's on behind the board. curtains. I think if you go to their website now, um, <laughs> the selection committee is is more there. But oh, really? I th- that's what I heard. Um, but you know, I, it does it matter? No. At the end of the day, right? Do any I mean, of these? It doesn't matter <laughs> when it comes to you making music and playing or to art your fans, or a, li- or a livelihood, or a or a career. But or... it is like you said, like if you want to bring thinkers into town, like mm-hmm. that's something that needs to be thought about because I've never been one f- for my own sanity to try to uh, really play to one genre of yeah. music. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, not per- not not purposely. Yeah, definitely not purposely. And so to. Yeah, it's weird to, like, you want to, I think that's what makes a 
a record company good is that ability to branch out and bring other things in yeah, with know different influences. Know, know, yeah, know how to bring in something that hasn't mm-hmm. sold but could. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's always been going on, whether it's like, this is true bluegrass music or this is true folk music oh, yeah. or stuff like that. That's yeah, always I mean, going to exist. We're all sitting around bitching about Americana, and yet yeah. the IBMA is a whole other beast, and... I, yeah. At least, at least, I don't. I, we don't identify enough with bluegrass to have yeah. to even. I've, we've heard that it's even more ridiculous than yeah. Americana in terms of like <laughs> they're purists, anti they're anti contemporary. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's a whole thing. So anyway, I don't know. No, no, I know. But that any genre that wants to, you know, have this. Uh, I don't know. Anytime there's a criteria involved, like (laughs) immediately, like Adrian and I know that we're probably not going to fit in. Let's just let's just say it this way: I barely graduated, so I don't (laughs) I don't like grades at all. I don't like tests. I hear you, man. I don't like finals. I hear you. I don't like. Teachers, I, I have okay. authority issues. <laughs> I don't really like laws all that much all either. Right. But... Okay, well then that's good. Then you're in the right place. You're in the right place. You don't have to be at, on a board of directors. La Paz place. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm recording and, your music. Yeah, yeah, I think in a lot of ways in the last year we've really kind of just gone back to some punk roots, and um, yeah. we've definitely started identifying as kind of like a punk punk folk. I'm, gypsy jazz because yeah. we love you know even if the music itself isn't defined as punk our attitude towards art is definitely becoming and has been i guess not becoming is very yeah. punk-esque i mean where we you, just do what we do and we wear it on our sleeves the high energy is is great yeah. and yeah. that is enough to grab people in and, it and is. engaged it is i mean that's that i mean it seems simple and but it works it's it's literally it's kind of a fancy hey look what i can do on stage but it still works it's if there's a lot of energy happening in that corner of the room sooner or later somebody's gonna watch are you uh you making any videos no that's a whole art form on in itself Mm -hmm. and i'm not familiar with it and meredith's never really done video before either we should i mean we want to obviously there's so much in terms of content we're just in the age of content the more you have the more posts you have i know like the flower sack cape and the green room music source people in nashville are big on that and Mm -hmm. they i mean like ben delacour and chris watts and yourself and you guys have all done a bunch of video stuff Mm -hmm. and we've kind of enjoyed all of it watching it but we haven't really yeah like really thought about doing it for our stuff i feel like if you guys even set up at a place like kimbros or something and yeah. had that as like the live part Just of play. the video we've and done then, a yeah. lot of live video like session mm-hmm. stuff like mm-hmm. what we're doing here yeah. and we did another one earlier this week but like storyline stuff like no we've never really played in that realm all that yeah. much story we've done one but that's it yeah yeah and it was most of it was was live <laughs> a live recording um but yeah i don't know it's there's we're already starting to think about as as much as it feels like we just got the first record out i mean the way you know building records go you you create you create the songs for so long and then you you're in the studio and then you sit on it for a while so we're actually already thinking of the next one um yeah so i think there's a lot of ideas and a lot of inspiration that's coming into this next record already that's awesome um, yeah and new ideas for some content and more, I mean, we're doubling down. Have you started recording the next record? No, 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 no. no. Still we, writing. We'd be, yeah, we got about two and a half songs at this point. And mm-hmm. a, a couple conversations during Americana Fest, I guess, taking advantage of people being in town and having conversations with people. Like, I, I do think at this point, early on in the career, it's probably just best to, to get a, a, an engine going of smaller records. So, honestly, we put out a full length 
but we'd probably do an EP as our next record just to kind of get yeah or trickle out some singles something going again yeah. I don't know yeah I, it, or at least do an EP and pitch it and see if it takes anything mm-hmm. and somebody tells us to finish it you know who well, knows I think uh, either an EP or even just a single or two would yeah. be and uh, is enough now that you've got this you know to exactly. sit on and then you could Seems toss like something out the sooner you can wall. get new new stuff out the better right now it's mm-hmm. just yeah it's a I mean obviously like with facebook and social media and instagram so it, it, i mean we're all just content mongers now <laughs> yeah. i mean that's all we do is just blast out mm-hmm. content as quickly and as, as often as we possibly can i mean it's it's so ridiculous to me i mean this is a whole nother tangent and i don't know how much time we even have but but like to me it's ridiculous that like if you post more on social media then those posts get more likes than if you Post you have rarely. to post all the time. If you pe- time. if you post rarely, You're you will done. get less You're likes done. than if you <laughs> social than if you do like five <laughs> posts in the same day. That's the, to me. That's like oh, so yeah. Well, like you're like there's, there's a, no there's, exclusivity there's to your formula. content. Like, like there's a formula. You'd think less content out would mean that the stuff you do post is more special, but no, actually, just blasting out more content seems to be that's that's what's making them money. Yeah, it's just the more content the because better the now. more content you're gonna get more likes, and so you're gonna be encouraged to make more content, and then they're gonna get more ad revenue. So that's 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 why they like you, and then that's like yeah, that's how the trickle down have... aspect of the thing works. You're engaging is, all your people, you're yeah. keeping them on. Facebook. You're getting them dollars through ad revenue, and then they're tr- they're uh, I'd say trickle down again, but that's what, how the that well, part of the world is working. That that's a bass backwards way of. of of doing it in my mind but hey whatever works for them and it has so yeah well i mean there's people now with um you know entire youtube channels and they've got fans and so they can get oh yeah but they've you know you have to create so much in order to get that i mean that's been the case for a long time i lived in dc i wasn't even living in nashville yet when i heard of danielle ate the sandwich are you familiar with her Mm -mm. she doesn't tour she doesn't do actually that's not true i've seen her posters around every once in a while now now but like 10 years ago and probably for a good portion of that time, all she did was just do YouTube. And yeah. she had a huge career just posting YouTube videos. And now, years later, she can tour the country to packed houses Yeah, because of her sitting around on the couch and doing YouTubes. That's great. Like, I found about <laughs> it. I, I found out about it from somebody else in D.C. They're like, have you ever heard of Daniel Like the Sandwich? You're like, no, I haven't. And they're like, they don't tour. And you're like, well, how do you even know about them then? Yeah. YouTube. YouTube. Right. It's, yeah, YouTube and Instagram. Yeah. yeah. Instagram videos. I, I actually very Instagram much enjoy stories. the Instagram stuff because I like how it's now turning into a marketing tool more. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, we're probably similar ages. Um, yeah. Old. We're old. <laughs> in our 30s. We're old, yeah. Um, older than Instagram. We are older than Instagram. <laughs> And to see how that was, it's like, oh, this is this weird stuff that's happening, but it's fun, and you can learn anything or see anything you want, and then, oh, now it's the way yeah. of all business. It is. All really business. Is. All business. It, it, was, it started with tech company and new company business, but now it's doctors do their yelp reviews you know and like i mean my <laughs> yeah. true though like my dad was a doctor and like for the last couple of years before he closed down his business he's like i don't really get this but i have to participate like 
I'm getting all these reviews and I don't really know where they're coming from and all this stuff. I'm like, well, you need a profile his, for your Facebook account. His patients he, were reviewing him. Yeah, and he's like, I don't, I don't know how to like, to like respond to them or like they're asking questions on their Yelp reviews and I can't respond to them. And he, and he was like, yeah, I mean, I get it. Like, if you can't get in contact with your clients, like that's yeah. a problem. So I was like, okay, this is how your doctor Facebook page starts, yeah. and this oh, is wow. how your Yelp page starts and you're like what world i mean that was years ago Thank, that that thankfully we're He's, musicians right <laughs> it's yeah well, exactly fun. he like kind of he mentioned it to me like it was a couple of years ago when this happened but he's like how do you know this i'm like well musician man yeah we were one of the first yeah yeah to use it as a tool it was myspace and then it was like no nah, it's never going to be facebook and now it's facebook and oh yeah and well facebook, facebook used, owns instagram y- yeah um, that's i don't know i it's Social crazy. Media. It's all craziness, man. Well, it's all. I mean, I can. I. I know we're so far into the scientific uh, science fiction future. Like it's twenty seventeen, yeah. and uh, flying cars, man. I'm waiting for flying. Yeah, cars. yeah. yeah. Flying, I mean, at the end of the day, um, it's just part of current reality. And uh, when you're a musician, you're running a small business. Yeah. Um, and sometimes, you know, as much as it's a personal, very personal small business, it's a small business. So you do have to look at you know advertising and marketing and all like that and approach it strategically even though it feels emotional to approach it that way at the end of the day you know you're a startup yeah yeah well best of luck to you guys moving forward with the tour and everything appreciate it thank you for having us yeah anytime
no clouds in this night the silence is deafening to hear what we find and the rise and the fall I've come too late I've won this luck before to wrestle with fate I've seen it all Yes.
plus meredith um be safe out there everybody if you have any questions you can email me at andrew at um and follow me on instagram and all that stuff all right